Hi, hi, and hello. Wow. <laughs> um, to all of our listeners. Hey there. Welcome. You made it. Take, hey. off, take off your coat. Yeah, make yourself comfortable. Please put your boots up on our table. Mm-hmm. That is uh, reclaimed wood. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. And we stripped it, finished it, sanded. It looks nice, but you can you can put your boots there still. Yeah, no problem. Um, hi everyone. Welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan, and this is a podcast that we in which we talk about the service industry. In which we <laughs> so true. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you know we do it we do it for you. Mm-hmm. Just like Homer Simpson did it for Lisa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's for the boys, that reference. Yeah, that's one. That, that's a boy reference. That's a boy reference. Boys love Bart. Boy- <laughs> <laughs> boys do love Bart. He's on a he's, he's got his skateboard. He says, don't have a cow, man. Yeah. Eat my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I used to have the best bootleg Bart shirt when I was a uh, a tween. That mm-hmm. was I think I've talked about this before, but it's Bart between um, presumably a sumo wrestler's ass cheeks. Yeah, and it says "Crack Kills." Oh yeah, that's a lot of fun. Really good. Yeah, I'm very sad that I I tossed it. Yeah, but really that good would one. be a great piece for you to own. Got in trouble at school for that. Of course. Yeah. Um, bootleg Simpsons merch is now like such a, it's crazy, such a fucking economy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ugh, good stuff. Everybody hang on to that. Hang on to that. Yep. Don't ever throw anything away. Um, Kelly, so good to see you. It's so good to see you. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. What have you been doing? I was, I was out of town for a week, uh, the past weekend for a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I texted Lillian this yesterday. I left on Wednesday and I came back on Sunday, but I was like, I've been gone for a million years. <laughs> I was like, I have been gone for so long. I was yeah. like, I'm just so happy to be back. Yay. And I'm glad. Yeah. You're back. I'm back. Um, and I missed all the shitty weather, and now it's nice again. I know. You really, this was, we won't get into it because it's the weather in a specific city, but it has sucked here so badly. Yeah. Yeah. Very dreary and sad. Yeah. Not, we don't need that anymore. God. Mm-hmm. God. Please. We've been thrown up. We have. Um, but you had fun. I had a great time. Good. I had a great time. You looked great from the pictures I saw. Thank you so much. Yeah. Really great outfits. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Lillian gave me one of my outfits that I wore to the rehearsal dinner. Got a lot of compliments. Did you? Yes, I did. Oh, thank God. And I, I told everyone, I said, it's from my friend Lillian. Oh, well, you didn't have to because it's yours now. And, you know, it looks it looks so much better on you than it looks on me. Thank you. I looked like a, I don't know, like a cut rate fucking defense lawyer or something was not good yeah not good for me yeah but you looked great very chic thank you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun yeah good um (laughs) it was funny the it's like old college friends for me and then the groom went to law he just graduated law school Mm -hmm. so there was like his law school friends and then there were a bunch of us from college because the bride and groom went to college together and blah 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 law school buddies have to be some of the greatest wedding guests so fun so fun because they are you bring to them this kind of personality they're obsessed yeah it was great and um and truly what happened is so the rehearsal dinner was like for the wedding party obviously they had a seated dinner and then 
anyone who's coming in from out of town could go. It was at a country club and you could go and have a drink after the dinner. And so, but I happened to get there a little early with my best friend. And so we like truly opened the doors of the seated (laughs) dinner. And then, um, someone was like, Oh, now the party's here. And then someone came up to me and he was like, you guys have great friends. Like, wow. And they were like the law school people. He was like, you guys have clearly great friends. That's awesome. Made me feel special. Yeah. I think the weekend was about me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously I could tell. Yes. I could tell. Yes. Um, yeah. Upstaging the bride is always number one. (laughs) Number one priority. (laughs) I did tell someone at the wedding. I said, I'm running for mayor of the wedding. That's funny. I'm sure you were. Yeah. I feel like we both wield our power at weddings. Mm -hmm. Appropriately or inappropriately, it's wielded. (laughs) You walk the line. Yeah, I've done some things I'm not proud of. Um, How was your week? It was just fine. Just fine. (laughs) Just having a great time here in my apartment. (laughs) It sounds like it. I'm having a blast for anyone who's wondering. It's so cool here. Um, yeah, no. What, oh, I started reading, and I'm almost done with um, Prozac Nation, which you gave me. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I fucking hate her so much. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm a misogynist now because of this oh, book. Yeah, such a good reaction. I obviously realize the historical, cultural significance of a book that's written in 1994 of this nature. You know, I, also, when I was growing up, my all, all, every member of my family was reading either Prozac Nation or and or, what's that, Reviving Ophelia or whatever, mm, yes, right? Yeah. While eating, like, a devil's food cake snack well cookie. <laughs> okay, so, that, like, in the United States, that was happening. Mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, never got around to Prozac Nation. Um, you know, reading that, it's about dep- a memoir about depression, allegedly. This woman has... Allegedly. This woman has <laughs> so many more things wrong with her than depression. I was like, this is not a memoir about... You are fucked. You are fucked. Yeah. You are a horrible person. Yes. And not a horrible person because you're depressed. You're a horrible person. End of sentence. Anyways. Wow. I, um, this is, a, this is exactly, this is why I came back, baby. <laughs> this is exactly the take I needed. I'm obsessed with this. I mean, look, I, yeah, I'm not like a scholar of, of this woman, but Elizabeth <laughs> Wurzel, but I mean, I, and I known about her obviously, but I'm just like, is this fucking for real? Yeah. A horrible person. Yeah. But maybe she, I mean, I think I've read other pieces by her when she is later in life. It's, you know, you obviously yes, mellow out. Yes, you mellow out yes. a little bit. I mean, she was quite young. How old was she when she wrote that book? Like 25, she writes a memoir. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that, there's your first That's problem. the thing, right? I'm like, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, okay, she's 25. She's 25. You know, I have to yeah. keep, but also like, I mean, <laughs> I, got, I guess I have to respect the, the cojones of writing a memoir when you're 25. Yeah. I mean, it's so... I mean, I kind of had, it's funny, like, I, I read it when I was a teenager. I loved it. And I found, I someone had left it on their stoop last summer, and I reread it. And I love Elizabeth Wurzel. I think she's a great writer. But reread, I hadn't read it since I was a teenager. And I was like, mm. I had mm. not the same reaction, but I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. And also, when you read something when you're 16, you're like, 25 is an adult. Exactly. exactly. And now that I'm 27, I'm thinking... <laughs> No, it's not. No. Yeah, it's not. It's obviously not. And also, like, obviously, you can't be revisionist with all of this, but it's like, okay, so you are at Harvard. 
Oh, right. <laughs> and I'm supposed to, and you're you're succeeding in every way possible while going to Harvard. Then hired by Rolling Stone. She's getting all of these jobs, Loft. high profile yeah. stuff, and I'm like, I know. It just it's hard for me to muster. Yes. Even though she's not writing it to be a sympathetic person. No, yeah, totally. But it's still, I'm like, I can't even, I can barely get out. I'm like, okay, what else? Yes. It is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and it's so many like boyfriends and friends. And she's like, it's like, she's describing all this. And I, I mean, I guess that is the crux of it is that she's still depressed in spite of all of this stuff. But it's like, it, 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 it's sometimes when you're reading it, you're like, okay, like, someone needs to slap you across the face. <laughs> Quick I would, if face. I were your friend. She, but she has a personality disorder. It's so obvious reading mm-hmm. back all the symptoms she's saying. I'm like, uh, that, do, that's, I'm, <laughs> I have depressed. That's not, <laughs> yeah, that's not what it is only. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> so that's been a challenge, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're very for welcome. Loaning me that book. Very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, she kind of starts each section with quotes and it's, it's always interesting what people think what authors think the people that are appropriate to quote is because it like it's that you obviously consider them to be in some regard, like your peer, if you're quoting them in mm. your book. And it's interesting that you're like, wow, okay. You're, you're up there with Einstein at this moment. I can't. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. It's a rough one. But I, I do love Elizabeth Wirtz one. Some of her later writings, um, you know, she had breast cancer and she I wrote did, about yeah. that. And I thought, yeah, she's great. Yeah, no, great. she's it's also like reading her obituaries when they came out, I was like, oh, it's the way that people describe her. I'm like, oh, she was a real fucking asshole. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Oh, when you can sure. tell when people When they're like a, a searing eye <laughs> and a and a lashing tongue. Yes. Uh, yes. A rare breed of woman. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Like a tenacious <laughs> and uh yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> she was horrible. Um I remember being at a funeral one time and after the I don't know what it's called at a Catholic funeral. Uh the eulogy? Um, I guess. I don't know, there's not another thing at the service. Um, what does the priest or whatever do? A eulogy. Uh yeah, well ever I don't know. I, I what's don't know. it called? I, a homily? What's it called? Oh, the homily, sure. Okay, whatever the fuck it is. But told the story about this person's life, and somebody sitting next to me was like, so this person was a bad person, huh? And I was like, yeah, you know, we don't want to get into it in God's house, but uh, we'll take a turn around the cemetery and talk about it. Um, anyways, well, let's pivot, shall we? Yeah, let's. From death to death to us. Death interview. to life. Yeah, from death to life. Um, <clears throat> well... We wanted to talk about the um, recent employee walkout mm-hmm. at the Del Mar restaurant in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. because it is interesting and crazy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Done. Done. Um, so I guess we'll bring up some, some sources. Let's get, some sources let's get, let's get them going. Um, I found the, the best piece to be from the Washingtonian 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 is it washing Washingtonian that's Washingtonian. Horrible, you know what I would here's a note maybe change the name of this uh publication <laughs> if anyone's listening yeah I don't like it just call it the Washington the Washington <laughs> okay people who let's live keep in workshopping it let's keep Let's keep, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Let's keep workshopping. Okay, that's just a first, I'm just throwing that out. That's a first lob. That's a softball. That's a lob. 
Um, you you counter, you counter. Okay. Um, so it is a piece by Anna Spiegel, um, and it's Swanky DC Wharf Restaurant Del Mar was forced to shut down after a staff walkout. Nine employees have since resigned, citing incidents of racial bias, mistreatment, and a new tipping structure. I will say, like, I know this is like every you know six hours on Twitter, someone says like authors don't control like their headlines, mm. their, you know, whatever. But, um, I don't know what like style guide is still allowing, um, swanky mm-hmm. as a descriptor mm-hmm. of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I think it's inappropriate. What would you suggest? This is me as the editor of the Washingtonian. I think I would just, I, I no need for the adjective. DC wharf restaurant. Yeah. I think that's, well, you want to convey some sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could say upscale. Upscale. Yeah, maybe upscale. Pricey. <laughs> Stick a shock. <laughs> um, <laughs> restaurant you take your parents to, Wharf Restaurant in DC, <laughs> named Del Mar. That's much better. <laughs> yeah, just pithier. It just conveys it quickly and easily. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, swanky? That doesn't feel like passe to you? I mean, I don't know if I would call it passe. It's definitely lame. Okay. I mean, maybe it's adjacent to funky in my mind. <laughs> now that is an no, article I would click on. No. Okay. Funky we say, No, restaurant. Kelly, we've, do- okay, we've talked about on. we've talked about this before. Okay. No funky. Um, <laughs> so I think this is interesting, I mean, in that... A, it's being covered, mm-hmm. and B, that it happened at all. I think that this is like a brand new thing. Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so basically what happened by this reporting, and we also read um, in Eater and posted about it this week, but um, there was an anonymous letter sent by um, some some of the front of house staff kind of raising a couple of different areas of concerns mm-hmm. that was signed. There were several resignations. And then there was also because the anonymous letter was like, we are either resigning or there are people who are like, we're not working Friday, Saturday, Sunday shifts, mm-hmm. which were the shifts that were the first hundred percent capacity in, in DC. Yeah. Um, and Memorial Day weekend, obviously. Yeah. Big deal. And so, and then, yeah, so then those people were like, it's a walkout. Like, we're coming, we're, we're not working those shifts. It's a work stoppage. Right. Right. Um, and I think that they were citing that they, um, I'll just read a little bit of their mm-hmm. note. Um, we did not arrive at this decision lightly. We have made numerous and consistent attempts to make our voices heard through existing channels, following the chain of command, all to no avail. Um, and basically they, they were offered a meeting by the management, but they refused because the, I believe it's because of the owner, the chef guy, Fabio Trabocci. Tra- mm-hmm. Is that how you say an Italian last name? If it ain't Tribbiani, <laughs> I'm not, I don't fucking I'm know. not listening. If you ain't Joey Tribbiani. Um, this that this this gentleman wouldn't be there because he's at one of his like fifteen other like fucking chain restaurants in Miami. So yeah. this is like an enormous hospitality group. Yes, huge, probably shitty restaurants all over the country that all serve uh, bad Italian food. I'm guessing maybe it's delicious. What do I know? I've never been to Del Mar. Um, <clears throat> so, but I think like 
obviously a very ballsy move. And I mean, if you were a fucking management, wouldn't you do anything to keep this from happening? Oh yeah. I mean like what? I don't know. Wouldn't yeah. they, you t- fucking teleconference this guy or something? Yeah. I mean, it's insane to me that like you like, <clears throat> Also, obviously, they clearly did not think it was going to be reported on in Mm. the way that it has been, because I think if you it's already bad enough that they had to close like they didn't have to close the whole restaurant, but I think they had to close like one aspect of service, like one dining room where they said a la carte, but they kept it open for private event. Yeah, some private event was happening. Yeah. Um, But so it's not just the lost revenue. It's like now you have multiple places reporting on the racism in your management team, Mm -hmm. the fucking culture, the tip structure. Like, I think it's something that clearly they didn't understand the gravity of what was happening or they, yes, they would have pulled out all the stops to be like, fly back from, it's just Florida. I know. (laughs) He's not like anywhere weird. Like fly back, zoom in. Yep. We need to figure this out. Stat because Especially right now, I mean, I think a lot of people are, like, calling for sources that are from worker. Like, that's been kind of, like, a narrative that's been building steam or whatever mm-hmm. recently. So it's, like, I think, I mean, thank God that I think some some journalists are being, like, some reporters are being, like, okay, I need where's the angle here? And people want to know this yeah. and all of that stuff. So, I mean, yeah. It sounds like things here are very bad at this restaurant. It sounds um, not secure. The harassment of a black woman who worked there is really fucking horrible. Um, really and- horrible, but also I think kind of like what's interesting is that it is also like super typical, I sure. think, especially of upscale mm-hmm. restaurants. Swanky, yep, shall I say? Swanky, yes. Restaurants is like this the management committing to the hyper surveillance of black employees Mm -hmm. because they believe that their customer base will hyper surveil black employees so that it like perpetuates this like cycle of like, you cannot succeed in this space. Uh And I think like that it's been picked up so widely is like, again, surprising. I mean, thank fucking God that everyone who, I mean, it sounds like the majority of people who work there were like, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. What, that's an incredible change. And I mean, it, and also there are other incidents of like somebody saying he was like sexually assaulted and just, you know, just classic shit of like management, not taking care of it, paying lip service saying, you know, to this woman who was being fucking harassed at work and, you know, surveilled being like, I'm so sorry that you felt targeted. Yeah. You know, that's what the, one of the managers wrote to her and it's just like, not good enough anymore. Fuck yeah. you. Never was, but like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we all love hearing a fucking consequence story, but this one was pretty intense. Yeah. I also think it's like, um, I think a lot of like, especially like liberal people, are like have this sort of like nascent idea that they're like, we should support service workers and we should like, like they need to make better wages. Like they don't understand like having just a clear delineation of like that woman needs to be fired. We need to go back to our old tipping structure. Like having this clear delineation of like demands is like, I think important for people who think of themselves as being on the side of workers to understand that like workers don't need to be like given 
a language for like what they need. Like they know what they need. Mm-hmm. And like these people, it's not, this isn't like some sort of theoretical, like, well, we just want things to change. They're like, this is what we want. And I think right. it's good. Well, also it's like, if this is happening at a place that has HR that has, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, one can only imagine, yeah. you know what I mean? And we totally. all obviously personally know, um, <laughs> yeah, HR does not improve. It's a bad sign. If your restaurant has HR, <laughs> Yeah, it's actually worse. It's actually worse. It's actually really bad. It's actually worse. I would agree with that. Um, I think it's a, it's a really bad sign. Um, Interesting, though, the tipping structure, this isn't really that, you know, important to the story, but <laughs> they're complaining because they switched it to a pooled house. <laughs> I know. I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> I, I prefer working in places with pools. I think it makes sense. I like working in a pool. I've house. never worked not in a pooled house. I've worked at restaurants where it's like the servers. Oh, wait, that's not you true. You keep the money and then yes. you tip everyone else yes. out yeah. from your pot. Um, that's not my favorite way to work, but if it works for the people who work there, sure, whatever. No, of course. I mean, obviously it's something that they want and you know, but I was like, well, all right guys. Um, I know. I was like, I was like that. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I kind of feel like everybody wins for the most part in a tipped house, but unless, and it sounds like at this kind of place, I mean, a pooled house, it sounds like this kind of place is, especially for like quote unquote swanky restaurants. Yeah. Everyone's pulling in about the same. Yeah. It also was like, um, just the way I, and I, I'm sure it's just to explain what a pooled house is to people who don't work in restaurants, but at least in the DC eater one, they were like, so it would be based on number of hours worked. And I was like, that's pretty traditional. I would say in terms of compensation from a job. I caramba. People need, why doesn't everyone just listen to this podcast and, oh, and therefore true. understand how everything works? Cause we explain it so perfectly. Obviously. Um, <laughs> obviously, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, kudos to these, these workers, unfortunately were forced to do this, but I mean, like, I think following, I think it's like, I've worked in many places where it's like, what if we fucking just fill in the blank? And then obviously we didn't do it because either like you get thrown one little cookie or yeah one other thing. But I think it's like really fucking cool to be like, you know what? I don't even, that cookie is nothing to me. I'm going to move forward with what we planned. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, okay. And like these things just like provide examples and blueprints for totally what we could do. Totally. And yes, I think exactly right like it's a blueprint of what you can do and it's like oh yeah like it's a blueprint too of how management reacts and so you're like gonna see like okay so like yes this is a a presumably like heavily managed hr restaurant and it's like understanding that those things don't work for you and like it's the blueprint too of that of like okay so we see that that is actually an antagonistic relationship right well, also, especially right now, I mean, obviously not everybody has the luxury to be like, fuck you, I'm out. Because, yeah. you know, that's, that is something that not everybody has. They have to take care of their family or whoever. Um, but um, I think right now you have lots of leverage. Oh, yeah. And so I think Big pushing time. whatever you want is is the right move. <laughs> because For sure. There's never, there's never a time when it's been like this where you have all the fucking cards. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is, too. It's like, it's, again, so crazy. Like, on management's behalf, it's like, everyone is talking about a labor shortage. And, right. like, you don't 
think like, okay, the people who came back to work are obviously like people we want to keep around because for whatever reason they've chosen to come back. Right. Like, so we need to treat them with like the utmost. Yes. But it's like, yeah, like they're going to walk out and guess what? If you fire them, they're going to get a new job. Yep. No problem. Yep. And you think like, also it's that, that like, I think in a town like DC, definitely in a town like New York, like you can get like blackballed, so to say. And, but like nobody's blackballing right now. Cause they're just like, okay, okay, come yeah, on, uh-huh, come on. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't think a black ball would work. Is it black ball? Black listed. <laughs> black ball. I think then people the, say black. Ball. No, black ball is definitely something. It's I, something else. It's, no, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. Black. No, it is. I like saying black ball. <laughs> so whatever it means, let's keep it. Let's keep it. No, okay, you, you might th- be right. You might. No, I, I've said it before too. And I'm, but I don't know. Uh, ooh. I don't think it means anything bad. <laughs> like I'm saying a slur. No, right no. <laughs> um, I think this whole thing ties in nicely with, um, I don't know if you subscribe to Luke O'Neill's newsletter. <clears throat> I do, but I didn't read it. Oh, that's okay. Welcome to hell world. But, um, it's really great if you, want to subscribe you should he's a very good uh journalist and talks about things that will make you very sad but beautifully done um but they had a piece where he had a person named m castle uh do a piece asking basically like why what are some reasons if you're in the service industry that you haven't gone back to work or just tell me your thoughts which i can never get enough of these (laughs) you know what i mean but what i liked was this one phrase, which I was like, this is so fucking perfect, which is in the, and I forget who, who to uh, attribute it to exactly, but it's a, is it a labor shortage or is it a strike? Yeah. Which I was like, totally. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's perfect. Eater, New York had someone do um, like a, an article on like the labor shortage. And when she tweeted it out, like her, her filing her story and she was like, on the labor shortage, she was like, spoiler alert, it's not because people don't want to work. And I was like, of course the Eater is going to commission a piece. Eater, Vox Media, is going to commission a piece from someone who's going to say, spoiler alert, it's not that people don't want to work. Because it is, what else is it? Right. Explain what else is going on. Yeah, I mean, I just I think it all works together. And I think, like, I'm not going to say, like, it's people power, like, wake up. But, it's, but it is, like, I think just so a completely new fucking everything for this. Totally. Like the new horizon. Like, it's like, everyone's like, wait a second. What do, what do we do now? What can we do? How do we do it? You know? And hopefully it continues. For sure. I think it will. I think toothpaste is out of the tube, baby. I fucking hope so. Smear it on the wall. And smear it on the wall. Ugh, the TSA took my toothpaste on my way back home. No. But then for some reason, I don't know if he, he was just, socially anxious or it was like so obvious i was like really late to my i almost missed my plane on sunday and he was like so you have the toothpaste our limit is um 100 milliliters he's like let me look how many milliliters this is but i think it's over so i think i do have to take it but it's it's a, the limit's 100 and i was like just take it i believe your math take the toothpaste i gotta go yeah, yeah, like yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. i don't care it's a two dollar two fifty days you don't have to explain to me what you're taking it i've flown before right yeah let's take go. the toothpaste let's go let's go let's go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but I had to use my roommate's natural toothpaste last night and this morning. And guess what? That shit doesn't clean your teeth. Well, I hope it does. Cause that's what I use. They're going to fall 
I mean, they probably are going <laughs> to fall gonna out. They're going to fall I've actually been meaning to call NYU Dental to get some fucking pimply-faced kid to do the root canal on me or some shit. Um, Let me get a 20... Do you have any 21-year-olds back there? I would love... Do you have I would any, love a Doogie Howser. Is so, yeah, is someone doing kind of like a summer internship? <laughs> I would love that. Anyone with famous parents back there? Anyone with any Wikipedia parents? I would love... Please come on down and give it a whirl. I'm going to send them my way. There's nothing you can't do to me that I haven't been through already. <laughs> There's nothing you can say to me that I haven't said to myself. Lena Dunham. People always say that. It's like, no, you can say, I'm very nice to myself. You can say way meaner stuff than I think about myself to me. Oh my God, really? I say the worst. I don't, I mean, I'm sh- I know people could come up with really horrible things about me, but I've gone. I've oh gone my God. Pretty- I, anything would knock me on my ass if someone said to me. Any criticism. Is that true? No. You're not mean to yourself? Uh, I mean, I'm not nice to myself, but when people. I'm calling a little <laughs> bit of bullshit on when this people one. When people are like, critique me, I get upset. Okay. <clears throat> I don't believe that particular phrase. Okay. No, that phrase is like... Because I think it's worse to hear it from someone. I guess that's what I mean. It's worse to hear it from someone else. You you can be like, oh, I look ugly and I'm a bitch. And then if someone said to you, you look ugly and you're a bitch, oh, you'd be yeah. like... No, I mean, that's... Also, you know, people got some good imaginations out there. They can come up with something disgusting that you've never thought of. Oh, for sure. I'm only thinking in what I know about myself. You you throw me a different observation about, like, my thighs or something that I've never even thought right. about. I hadn't considered. Dead in the water. Oh, my God. Anyways. Well, hope that, hope that doesn't happen <laughs> to us. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not. Yeah, I think, I guess more so I'm nice to myself about my personality. <laughs> yeah, no duh. Everybody is. <laughs> No, not everybody is. People think they're they're you know weird, funky. Dare I say, funky? No, it's true. I I guess I'm mean about my personality too. Now that I think about it, yeah. I mean, I think I talk too much. I mean, I think we both do. Yeah, but that's why we have a podcast. Right. Get it out. It's a bloodletting <laughs> excise. Yes, it's a leech of sorts. Yeah. Um. Anyways, well, did we say what we needed to say? I think so. Also, I want to say that I'm just looking at this piece before we stop talking about it but in the letter employees specifically name this woman Stefan stefania or something which is like a huge red flag as a name um for a manager when they were like the this italian manager was targeting the black employee <laughs> i was like, okay, I was like yeah that checks out she's like i colonized your people and i just i'm doing it again stefania sorrenti i mean woof. no 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 chills i'm chills, hiding under chills. the covers um, but they call her in the in the letter a toxic manager, which is like very funny. I would say just as a note, toxic is a is a no word anymore. It's a, it's a no no word. <laughs> it, it, it is a funny like it's it's funny to like bring to the table, <laughs> you know, the bargaining table. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would leave that off the table in my personal opinion. But you know, I don't know your workplace. I would just go ahead and say baseline: all of these workplaces are toxic. Yeah, I in, think in the it's kind of it's implied kind of the that you work because you work in a restaurant. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I'm not the one who has a job and is walking out. So <laughs> what am I? What am I talking about what here? Know? What you know? Um, <clears throat> okay. Notes for anything. What do we have? We don't have any new patrons. Do we say Sarah last week? Oh. A patron named Sarah, but I don't know if it was before or after we recorded. Um, anyway, Sarah, if you're getting a double dip, you're welcome. You're welcome. We will charge you extra. <laughs> um, She's kidding. But but thank you, Sarah, and welcome. And uh, we have, if you are a patron, we have the link up to 
the bootleg version of I Like Killing Flies, which is a very hard movie to find. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, it's impossible. So we had somebody help us with that. Yes. Don't report it, please. So watch that. That's the Culture Club that's out hopefully either now or soon by the time you hear this episode. We'll have another Patreon episode up. We got newsletters. It's a lot of fun. I don't know. Yeah. Anything else? No. Okay. Um, well, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we hope you're having a nice day. Love ya. Bye. Bye-bye.